Yeah, baby, we're gonna snoop, baby. No, it's shoop. Damn it, I fucked it up already. I know, god damn it. Probably saved us from a copyright or something. Snoop, baby, snoop. No, now I turned into fucking that other one song. I don't, I don't know what you're saying. I don't I'm even know what's going the, on anymore. To the hippity hop. Hip hop. <laughs> Proclaimed as the city of destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the city of grit. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. My name is Justin. Yeah, my name is Justin. I'm Scott. And I'm Jeff, and today's safe word is Major Doob. What? Oh, okay, Doob. I was like, what are you going there with that one? I don't know. What is a major doob? I don't know. I pulled it up in the GIFs on our, and I placed it in our Discord. I'm Googling major doob right now. There is some sort of... Uh, no, that's not it. Major uh, doob. Uh, I know major pain. Um, there's something called main doob doob jada hun. Uh, that's a song. And I don't know. I'm not going to play it. I don't know what's going I, on anymore. Right, you're gonna have to check the Discord. You got to check our uh, Grid City Podcast Discord because that's where I put it. Did I put it in the Patreons again? Because I put a lot of stuff in the Patreons nope. also that a lot of people don't see. No, nope, but... nope, nope. You made it happen. You made it happen on the uh, Main Grit City Discord right there. Oh, yep. Spark up a major doob. Oh, it's SNL. It's Pete Davidson. Okay, that makes sense. You're talking about weed. Weed talk. <laughs> oh, it's about weed. It's about weed. It's Jeff. Of Are course, it's cop? about weed. <laughs> Are you a cop? You have to tell me if you're a cop. <laughs> you got to tell me. That was one of the you. biggest fucking. You all yep. you want. <laughs> that's like one of the biggest <laughs> lies TV taught school. me. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the Grit City Podcast. You can listen to us live if you go to gritcitypodcast.com and check out the Discord tab. It's fun because Discord is an app you can run on your desktop, or it's an app that you can run on your phone, or it's an app that you can run. Uh, I don't know. Maybe probably yeah. on your like Nintendo DS or some shit. Fuck, I don't know. But the VR, you could probably get in your VR headset because it's oh, ran yeah. on a it's read on a uh, web device. I don't know if you could call in. I don't think you'd be able to call in from it. I think I maybe tried to see if I could. We'll I have to know. test that out. Fuck around. Right. I know that you can get virtual desktop and then fuck around a lot with that stuff. Uh, right. I was I was talking with somebody about VR stuff and they were. Uh, Literally just like, I think maybe it was even Brogan, but he just streaming like, uh, or maybe it was Billy. It was somebody. I don't know. I smoke a lot of weed. But they were talking about how they just stream the games basically right to their uh, to their headset. And uh, you can beam them with Windows desktop as opposed to just the Bluetooth setup that they have. And right. it's just, it's pretty seamless. You can like run all your Steam games and do all that stuff. So, I mean, it's pretty bomb. And I know that we're still fucking around in the VR space. We can get around to that at some point in time. But yeah, so until then, you can still hit us up on the Discord. 
You can also just listen to us by subscribing on all your podcatchers on your Apple Podcasts or Spotify's or whatever the other things the kids are downloading uh, non-music speaking audio to. Stop all the downloading. Yeah, like, share, subscribe, baby. Woo! Tell your friends, please. Right? I know. Listen to us and then uh, experience what it is to be a part of the Grit City. Well, I mean, uh, our weird little part about it. I'm still mad about the fact that people get mad about the term Grit City. Like, people are, like, mad that people call it Grit City. People are weird. People get mad about anything, dude. That is true. I think, like, outrage is just, the like, the default setting for everybody online. So, yeah. Uh, Sometimes I just like to do that devil's advocate thing where no matter what, like, someone picks, I just pick the opposite and just be, like, angry about it. <laughs> just be angry about it. Oh, fuck. I mean, I mean, that's not too bad uh, of a stance because everyone does that. But you got to be, like, angry, like, positive when someone's negative. And actually, you are. Like, you get a couple of drinks in you. And you're like the most aggressively optimistic person I know. You're like, fuck you. Yeah, you can do anything you want to, you piece of shit. Yeah, let's do this. Woo! Like, it's weird because people don't know how to deal with that. So they think you're trying to fight. You're trying to fight them. But you're actually like bumping them up. Like, no, you're fucking awesome. Yeah, you can fucking fight anybody. Fight me right now. (laughs) I don't remember that. Usually you don't. Usually, and the only time we get recorded about the aggressive Scott is when you're mad about Metamucil. So, uh, yeah, that's all about that. <laughs> but speaking about being aggressive online, I want to welcome back to the old Facebooks, Mr. Tecompton Files. Let's give a round of applause for that one. Woo! He uh, got off of Facebook, uh, what do you call that? Um, jail? Ye old Facebook banning? Uh-huh. And uh, so now he's back to posting. People can uh, send their stuff about their uh, stolen cars and all those random things and uh, chop shops and uh, people running into other people and husks of what look like power wheels. Like maybe maybe a smart car. It was one of those ones that like check out this picture. We posted it in the discord in the main uh, chat there. Just like Jeff was talking about. Thanks for that gift. Jesus Christ, Jeff. Um, but the, the picture, the Jeff, you were talking about the, the, the husk of the, uh, white Chrysler 300. This literally, I think it might be one of those smart cars and they just like tore it apart. So, yep. I want to give, I want to give him props because as soon as he came back, he, uh, gave a, uh, shout out to us and shared our, uh, our episode that he was on the good old tuna fish milkshake. So he made it happen with that. Really do appreciate him and his over 100,000 uh, followers. He just broke that. He's got 100,551 people who follow that page. Right on. Yeah, good for him, man. Right. It's pretty fucking amazing. And, uh, you know, he's uh, just trying to keep on the uh, on the uh, the positive side of the Facebook Illuminati. And uh, he'll just keep it rolling. And until then, you know, if sometimes if it looks like he hasn't posted in a while, it's probably because he got banned. So hit up his Discord as well. And uh, you can find that by, I don't know, messaging him or, you know, through the through the networks of peoples or you ask us and we'll send a thing or something. I, fuck, I don't know how this is. I don't know how any of this shit works. I'll just be perfectly honest with you. 
Um, but he's got his own Discord, and I know that he's working on doing some podcast stuff. So if you just want to get like a weekly update of all the bullshit that happens around here, he's gonna get you. That'll be fun. Uh, we uh, we had some fun. Well, I would the the collective we would be uh, uh, Jeff and I, because uh, our great awesome listener C Note, uh, who is also a great patron of the show, right. literally gives us money, which do appreciate. And you can go to patreon.com slash grit city podcast to get all that information and see all the tears and all that. But I'm not going to sell you on that right now. I'm just going to talk about how awesome C note is. Uh, right on. It was like last week, right? We were just talking about fireworks. I don't know. Maybe if it was during the after show or during the show, because everything kind of blurs together when we do a podcast. Not going to lie yeah. on that one. Right. But, uh, we were talking about how cool it would be to shoot off fireworks and, Fucking out of nowhere, he just sends us a message in. I think the patron chat, our own special chat that we have for uh, all of our uh, lovely patrons. And he was like, uh, I used to do fireworks stuff, and I know all the people. And I know the people who are at the Puyallup Fair shooting off right. the fireworks every Friday night as the fair is going. Let me know uh, if there's a Friday that's open for you, and we'll uh, we'll get you uh, guys down there. And so... Uh, we figured uh, this Friday would be the best time because, well, why not? You know, now is the present of the dawn of uh, the age of Aquarius. And so we uh, decided to roll right in on in there and he hooked it up. It was like, holy shit. We got to fucking be backstage and see how fireworks happen <laughs> and uh, get the lowdown. And I want to give a Big shout out to Chad from Wolverine West Fireworks. You can check him out at WolverineWest.com. Like Wolverine, like Michigan State Wolverines or, you know, like the the guy with the adamantium claws if you're a nerd. Um, yep. And uh, he walked us through what it went through to go do with that. And uh, we got a little bit of backstory with um, C-Note as well. And we actually recorded all that because like a, a Boy Scout, we were prepared. Just like, uh -huh. just like a Boy Scout. Uh, we were wearing the short shorts and everything. Jeff looks pretty good in those. Right on. But we uh, ended up uh, recording and uh, talking a little bit with both of them. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to play that for you. And uh, then after that, we're going to come back. And when we come back, we're, uh, Jeff and I are going to talk about our whole experience with it. And, uh, yeah, have a little fun with that. So we're going to hit that up. And then we'll be uh, right back in the uh, live and in the present. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Jeff. And that's it because Scott, I don't know what Scott's doing. I think Scott's having sex with a pineapple. We told him we were going to the fair and he was like, I'm all in. And then he wasn't in. So, well, that's what's happening. We are at the fair. We've got Michelle here. Hello. Hello. And we've also got C-Note. C-Note, we're going to call you C-Note because that's how everybody knows you. Heck yeah. Thank you. And uh, this was cool because this was, I, did we just, we were just talking on an episode uh, just about going and uh, like how cool fireworks were, something like that, right? Yeah, something popped up and and uh, just like, hey, dudes, I I've done fireworks. And yeah, you were like, oh yeah, I've done fireworks stuff, and I'm with a, I've been with the crew, and we've done some stuff, and they actually do stuff with the fair. You want to go check it out? And uh, we were like, uh, yeah. 
yes. And Scott was all in. And then Scott, I was going to tell Scott he's going to have to eat a scone. And then apparently that was enough to make him bail. No, I'm just talking trash. He's sick. I don't want to feel, I don't want to make him feel too bad. I know. I know. Yeah, poor Scott. But it doesn't mean that we're going to stop going to the fair to check out these amazing fireworks. So, so, you know, let's start off with your history, a little bit of doing the fireworks. How did you even get started with this? Uh, backstory, just a buddy of mine, uh, met him at work, talked about fireworks, asked if I wanted to come out and hang out and shoot fireworks, and yeah, duh, of course I do. <laughs> so really, that's just as, as, as easy as it would happen? Just literally, hey man, you know, you like shooting fireworks? Yeah, man, I loved it as a kid, yeah. <laughs> well, do you want to come out and do these big, big, you know, big boy stuff? I'm like, yeah, I do. And that's like, I mean, that's the one thing is like everybody has shot off, you know, like spark or you sparklers, shot off bottle rockets, Roman candles and all those fun things, you know, at your home in front of your yard. You know, even though it's illegal technically in Tacoma, nobody gives a crap. Everyone's doing it anyway. You know, they're doing it. (laughs) But this is this is like uh, the step above and beyond. This is actual professional fireworks uh, displays. Correct. Yep. License license displays through the state. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as professional as we can get and safe as we can get. And that the the amazing part is is that you have worked with the people who are now doing the Puyallup Fair, the Western Washington Fair, the Washington State Fair, whatever the hell it's called. Everyone knows it as the Puyallup Fair. Fair. No one's going to stop you by uh, saying that, and they're going to say you're wrong. And if they are, well, whatever, screw them. But this is the big part because this is the one at the end of the night. So this is the the, the 10 p.m. big fireworks show. You're going to take us behind the scenes, get us kind of a look at that, get some pictures, maybe talk with some people. I don't want to bother them too much if they're uh, busy working and everything. But we get to see uh, what happens behind that. For sure, yeah, we'll get you back there. Yeah, get you close and personal and get your hands on some if you want. And oh, yeah. yeah. We'll plug some in and, yeah, we'll get you talking with the boss and, and uh, yeah, any questions you have. Tight. Awesome. Yeah, so we're going to hang out. We're going to figure out what's going on and uh, go see how the fireworks are made, how the sausage, well, I mean, it's not sausage, but, and also, I mean, I'm going to get some fair food at some point, too. So we are out in a parking lot behind the Puyallup Fair. We can see a lot of the rides, a lot of the uh, the things that I would definitely absolutely puke on. So uh, probably won't be hanging out there. But we are with C-Note's friend, Chad. Chad, how are you doing, dude? Good. I'm doing and, awesome. And so tell us a little bit first, about, uh, first off about your company and uh, just a little bit about your company right now. Well, Wolverine West is one of the premier fireworks display companies in the Northwest. Um, we do all sorts of sizes of shows, from small shows to big shows like the Washington State Fair and bigger shows than this even. Uh, so the Washington State Fair is considered a, a pretty sizable show then at that point? Yeah, it's a, a pretty it's a short but pretty sizable show. There's four shows, uh, one every Friday uh, throughout the fair. So Nice, nice. I love that. And so how did you get started shooting and blowing up fireworks it seems like one of those things that i mean with like c note he was just talking about how he kind of just stumbled into it because it was all right hey you want to go shoot off some fireworks and then it turns into this something big like this big extravaganza but how did it how did you come to be about uh you know doing all of this i always joke you know most kids they play with fireworks when they're young and then uh they grow up Yes. And I just never did that growing up part. (laughs) So I just have always done fireworks uh, since I was a kid. Loved them. Always thought, hey, those guys across the field with the fusees over there lighting it, I want to do that. And uh, me and some friends decided to uh, 
you know, start doing more and more fireworks. We got involved with a, a local company that was around then and, nice. and okay. uh, eventually became licensed. And so it was just literally just going, hey, I want a job working there, starting probably at the bottom. Like, I don't know if they have interns for fireworks, but I assume it would just be like the low level stuff at that point. Yeah, yeah, sort of. You know, it's uh, you get really hands on right away. Um, you know, there it's it's the uh, the work is it's fairly easy um, once you get out on site, and so there's it's a lot of grunt work, I guess. Uh, so we're <laughs> we're kind of forced yeah. to do a lot of uh, a lot of different things, uh, a lot of cleanup, and getting your hands dirty and stuff like that. So you you do all of it, and and uh, it doesn't take long before you kind of start to see how a show goes together, and you can kind of do it yourself. That's amazing. And so uh, how long have you been doing this? I've been doing it for about 27 years. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, just, like, to have that and just to have the, the drive to continually do that because, like, you don't, like, you see these and they're, like, super amazing and you don't realize how often, like, everyone knows, you know, 4th of July. Like, that's a big, you know, the big firework holiday. But fireworks, I mean... Especially, like, after Seahawks went in, like, Tacoma, you have to deal with all the fireworks and all the people setting them <laughs> off. But they happen for all sorts of different events, fairs, uh, and all sorts of different things. So it's kind of, like, that sort of cool aspect of it is, like, yeah, people want fireworks a lot of the time. Yeah, there's fireworks literally every weekend between Memorial Day and Labor Day. All right, um, yeah, that we, makes we, sense. Have, we have yeah. shows Friday, Saturday night. And then we're really working on just, you know, introducing uh different groups to reasons for fireworks throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the year so we have a lot of shows we do uh, uh an extreme tree sh- uh lighting here in uh, puyallup oh wow um, they take that extreme scream that 285 foot tall ride make that into christmas tree and <laughs> c-note's been out here for that we've uh, yeah. shot fireworks off the top of that thing and all of, yeah just for the lighting so that's kind of a cool event but there's lots of holiday events uh you know when you're dealing you know looking at lights you know why not have some lights in the sky and do fireworks too absolutely and that's i mean that's the really cool part about all of it like i don't know i've always watched like loved watching fireworks like i talked about like the fourth of july but going down and i was talking with the guys before uh stillicum park down there they put the barge out in the water and you just sit out there and like watch them get lit up and it's just it's really cool to be able to do that because it becomes a community event it's something that everybody wants to come and gather and see and all sorts of different festivities are happening around those we've talked about the fairs what are some some of those kind of like lower range have you done something like it's insane as like a quinceanera or something like that because i could see like fireworks going off for like birthday parties or something ridiculous like that yeah we've we've done birthday parties we've done uh, gender reveals uh we do <laughs> yeah all sorts of stuff uh i've i blew up a hearse um for what? yeah for an art project uh, an artist uh, named will rogan who had a, an exhibit down at uh um uh berkeley museum and uh, it was uh, kind of about life and death, and uh, Fair, we, yeah. we blew up a, a hearse in, uh, in an undisclosed location in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> good call. Fair enough. Good call. Good call. And, uh, but and it's like that, like, that's cool because it's part of an art project, but, I mean, this whole thing is like it's its own work of art because even just looking at the trailer you have now and all the different setups, it's like – you have a plan when you're going into this. It's not like we're just going to start lighting off mortars like with your drunk uncle kind of going off and having fun. Like these are planned, coordinated events that you have to make sure to go right. And you've got to have those years of like that technical experience to be able to even on site. And this is a perfect example of that. We've got a shoot trailer. We know exactly how that's going to get laid out. 
Um, literally, this takes us uh, two hours to set up for. Uh, it's a it's a fairly quick show, six minutes, um, okay. but it's kind of like a, a finale show. The entire thing is it's pretty darn fast paced. Uh, they want an exciting show, so. Um, this show can be shot slower and made into a 10-minute show, uh, you know, somewhere else um, for somebody that wants it like that, you know. And so if somebody were to come to you, is it like, do they have like, oh, I want, I mean, I guess when they come to you, it would be any way that they, you know, have they done it. But it would be like people come with like intricate, like, I want these plans. Or do they just say, I want something extravagant and I want it in these sort of colors or how do they even approach you uh, or the company when they want to have an event like this? Most of the time they just want fireworks and they leave the artistry up to us. That's um, fine. But, okay, but, yeah. but sometimes they do get a, a, a little picky. They want, you know, some things that okay. maybe are, uh, we can't do with their budget. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we, try, we, we, we explain to them kind of, you know, what we can do and, and, you know, that it's better to leave it in the artist's hands to try to come up with it. Because, like you said, it is it is art. Um, you know, the planning and everything, there's art to that. But then what you put in the sky, just so it doesn't look like sky puke, you know. <laughs> that's, that's a really good term for that. I mean, that's like one of those things you don't expect because, yeah, if it just goes all up at once, then you're going to be like, okay, well, that was, I guess, kind of cool, but wasn't there wasn't a whole like cohesive like idea around it yeah you really want to try to have kind of like a, if you looked at a waveform of uh, an audio track yeah a really yeah. good song you'll see there's you know highs and lows of it we do the same thing with uh, uh, fireworks what we really want to do especially with shows like this that's going to be pretty intense um, really just want to kind of get the, for this one it's to get you to the ed- edge of the seat and then yeah. do the finale to get you to fall out of the seat um, <laughs> other places we do stuff up at uh, Evergreen Speedway and, yeah. and we try to go up and down with that so you're kind of like getting people you know teasing people with yeah. with uh you know what they're they're seeing and feeling and hearing that is a, that is really super cool so if if someone was interested in wanting to be a part of that now like i mean obviously like kind of like job landscapes have changed over the course of the years and stuff like that uh can people still like just be like hey i want to be a part of this apply for wolverine or any other place around maybe near them uh and to see how this works out or like even like with c-note and volunteering how does that work for uh, somebody who's interested in uh these sort of pyrotechnics yeah, we definitely are uh, uh, an industry that's based on our volunteers, especially around the, the summertime when we have a lot of shows going on, so especially on the 4th, right? Yeah. Um, so if you uh, are interested, then, yeah, it's just reaching out to Wolverine West, uh, find us online, and then uh, uh, give us a call and let us know you're interested in, in helping on a crew. Probably helping out for the first time in a non-4th of July show, yeah. maybe, uh, come out. <laughs> see what it's like, see if you like it. We've had people come out and say, yeah, nope, that's not my thing. I, I thought it was going to be much different, and it, sometimes it scares the bejesus out of them, and so they're out. Um, well, you're at ground zero. Like, literally, at the when you're, like, looking at this, like, you are, like, as close as we are, like, we're in this middle of this big, huge parking lot, and we're probably, what, like, 50 feet, 100 feet away, maybe, from the thing right now. Like, we're far too close to this if it were to go <laughs> off right now, right? Uh for the first time, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we do hand light these, too. So uh, Really? Are, yeah, literally on top of them. C-Note knows, knows wow. that. Wow. a lot of those. I figured you guys, like, I mean, you got your truck here. I figured your truck would be about, like, a half mile away, and you're just pressing buttons <laughs> and stuff. But, no, you're just right up in it, huh? We we will we will set back. I'll move my truck away from this, and then we'll stand back from it, more or less, just because we really want to be able to sit, sit back and see the whole thing. Um, we don't get that opportunity when you're hand lighting it. You're underneath it. You never even see the shells breaking the sky. You're usually... You know, focused on your job, yeah. your task at hand. 
Uh, these ones, since it's all electronic and, and wireless, we can actually step back and, and kind of watch the show. I, That's cool. I get to the, I have this set up. I'll just press one button, which starts the show, and sit back and more or less watch. I, ah, technology. Isn't it cool yeah. then at that point? Because then you, you get to experience your work. And like literally, like this is artwork. And I love that fact, that you can just be able to go and check that out and see it as it's going off. And, yeah, again, experience it the way you want to be able to experience it, just like everyone else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's... It, the, the wireless technology has really opened up, I think, a lot of Pyro's eyes to what can be done. Because, quite frankly, you know, you never get to see, you know, see your work. Um, and, you know, I mean, for for years, it's like, well, I, I don't know, that shell. People say, oh, I saw that shell. It was green and it had little flitters in it and all this stuff. And you're like, I never saw any of it. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, like, I'm, back, I'm back here making the sausage. I probably heard it. I yeah. probably heard it, but I didn't yeah. see it. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's you just talked about like hearing stuff. Like, I have to imagine like ear protection and stuff like that is like very important. And I mean, even when I was talking with C Note, like the big impression is like safety, 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 because you are dealing with, like I said, loud things, but also explosive, dangerous things as well. So it's like you've got to have that 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 seriousness of how how dangerous this really is. Yeah, when we're hand lighting, especially, you know, you you would be wearing bunker gear and and hard hats and you know eye protection, earring protection, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, when we're uh, doing it remotely, we tend to not need as much PPE. Yeah. Um, but you still have to be alert and, and know what's going on. We like to do uh, hand light shows at least once every year with with some of the pyros just to make sure we all remember <laughs> how how powerful this stuff really is. Do you have do you have like a favorite aspect of doing all of this that you've loved, um, even just like maybe like the entire time or something new that you've really enjoyed about doing this whole thing? Uh, the people that we do it for. The um, when we finish the show tonight, we'll hear all the cheers, and you hear especially the kids. That's yeah. that's kind of what got me into it. Is you know me wanting to be, me being a kid thinking that's so cool I want to do that I know there's kids out there thinking the same thing and when I hear them and I see the face and when they you know give me a high five after the show if I'm walking through the crowd or something like that they're t- talk about how awesome it was that's 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 what we do it for and I think that's pretty much what all the pyros do it for is it's for the audience and that I mean it makes total sense because like obviously when you're putting out art like this it's for everybody to see and that's what makes it exciting when you get to see those instant reactions when you're doing it you don't have to wait and like the like the best part you don't like there's there's no comments like there's not like you like it's not via like a social media or something like that you just get that reaction and they're like yay all right cool moving on to the next one (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's 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 very instant uh and it's it's cool during the show we can hear the audience too and we know when we've we've hit a crowd pleaser where we do something in the show and all of a sudden, you hear about everybody get excited, or you hear kind of like a collective "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> that is amazing. So, I mean, seriously, Chad. Like, so it's Wolverine West, yes. and people can uh, websites and stuff like that. Yeah, we have a website, Wolverine WolverineWest.com. Perfect. And so, just yeah. So, anytime the fireworks are going off around this area, is it just like the the Puget Sound area, or is it all over the state of Washington and nice. uh, a little bit of Oregon too? So, so if yeah, if you see fireworks going off, it's probably Wolverine West. We're just gonna say it is you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Chad. Thanks for spending some time, man. Like, I'm really excited for tonight. I, I like even just knowing like the nuts and bolts of it. And we're gonna, I want to kind of get a peek at some of the stuff as well. And so we're gonna get some pictures to put up on socials and uh, get all that information so people can go check it out and see what we saw um but yeah like you'll see the same explosions that we see tonight so very excited for all of that awesome well i'm looking forward to having you here so. 
You're supposed to say diecutstickers.com all the time. Like, that'll be my job in this. I could ask you about your interesting coaster and you could tell me. Oh, fuck, Jeff. I'm drunk. Just like, oh, you want to do this hard? Let's do the role play. All right, Jeff, you started. Are we doing something now? Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, act like here. Make a noise. Bang that against the. Hey, Scott, be careful. You about spilt your beer all over my Grit City podcast sticker. Yeah, don't worry, man. They're they're durable. They're made by diecutstickers.com. By who? Diecutstickers.com. How do you get them? Go to diecutstickers.com and tell them the Grit City podcast sent you. Exactly. That's where you can get high-quality, durable stickers for any of your needs. Grit City 15 to get 15% off. <laughs> couldn't come up with it. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, we need to put that in. But I couldn't. I couldn't. My brain didn't work fast enough. Can we do it again? This is too much fun, but I'm, I'm a little too tipsy to be doing this. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that was actually, that was an amazing time. Like, absolutely awesome. It was just like, oh, yeah. So, you know, it was just like, oh, yeah, we could just make this happen. It's like, How? How do we have such awesome people who listen to our shit? And uh, if you guys want to hang out with us and send us on to do really cool, awesome things, let us know. We're going to be down. We're down for most of this. And I know even in the thing I said that Scott wasn't there because, Scott, you were literally physically sick. Like, even you're, like, sick right now. Fortunately, we're just recording from home. Yeah, I'm feeling better now. <clears throat> but, yeah, I was, I've been pretty sick the last couple of days. And so, yeah, you don't want to get people infected. You probably, you know, obviously, like, care about other people and us. No, not really. I just didn't want to go because I felt like shit. <laughs> nah, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> no, but, I'm just kidding. Of course. <laughs> but, like, you were, like, fucking jealous. And then just the fact of the matter is that after we talked to him, so... Well, we'll go through I'm the. I'm still super jealous, dude. We'll like go through looking the at the thing, pictures yeah. and the videos and stuff. Like, fuck right off. <laughs> I, I would love to have done that. It, it looks super awesome. Who gets the chance to do that? Right. And it was a beautiful night too. Oh, and that was so. Going back to the beginning, like as we're driving down there, because we got there, uh, like we met up around six o'clock or so. So we're driving down the wife and I, um, because you can hear Michelle was there as well, and so we were heading down, and as we're driving, I'm like looking at these black dark clouds. And I was like, oh, man, it better not rain on us. Fortunately, those clouds kept moving, and so we didn't have to worry about that. But it was just like, oh, this is like kind of, it's, it's like, it's fall now. Like, it's a little warm, but it's still, like, windy, and then it got cold as fuck. Like, it was already getting cold. Like, not, like, like frozen cold, but it was still super cold. Um, but, yeah, so I was like, oh, I hope it doesn't rain. It turns out it was a beautiful night, perfect night for the fireworks. So yeah, we headed uh we uh we went down to uh I thought we were far enough away from the fair uh for our little meetup spot. Um so we went uh right off of Main Street there's the Bourbon Street Bar and Grill. So that was our meetup spot. And they're still charging like the the like the Ace Hardware next door like was is charging like 20 bucks or 25 bucks for parking. Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, feature. oh, this is still like walking distance this is still like parking charge distance so we're like oh shit okay well i just want to hang out at the at the bar just to wait for everyone and got myself a mojito um it was an interesting mojito but uh like they didn't muddle the the mint so i was kind of off put off by that hmm. but it was still good i still drank it shit and uh as soon as basically like we just sat down everyone showed up and uh, so C-Note 
and Jeff, and we're all there just hanging out. We're like, all right, let's do this. So we ended up uh, heading down and over to uh, to the fairgrounds and just talked with Chad. And Chad was super fucking awesome. And just like I, being able to see all that shit was super cool. And like some of the pictures I posted was just like, oh, this is like really neat. Like you could even hear like the guy loves blowing shit up. Right on. And <laughs> like, yeah. So cool, man. <laughs> it was, yeah. So just being able to be back there and see how like, uh, you know, the I guess the, the, the pyrotechnic sausage is made. That was super fun. But then we still had to go to the fair, you know. So we uh, we hung out, and uh, C-Note hung out with us. We roamed around. First thing we did, yeah, we did. We made it fucking happen with uh, with the food. Well, all right. So when you go, you're supposed to be going to the fair for, like, a whole bunch of different food, right? Because, I mean, that's what happens when you want that Grit City Grub. Grit City Grub! But... We kind of just, like, didn't. First thing we did, we didn't. boom, just straight up, boom, went over there, got an elephant ear. Because there's nothing like a big, flat thing of fucking fried dough smothered in butter, jam, and, like, the cinnamon sugar powder that they've got. It just gets you going, you know? It's the first thing you should definitely eat when you go to this. Well, and there are some things that you only get like at fairs and carnivals and shit. And I and I feel like <clears throat> elephant ears are one of those things, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Right. You're going for all the weird stuff. And I don't think they necessarily even had like deep fried butter or anything like that. Um, because I think even your wife mentioned because she came down a little bit later and she was like, I didn't see any deep fried butter or anything. It's like, yeah, I think they just that's like the Texas State Fair where everyone's just big old fatty weirdos. Um, but yeah, so we Dude, got, I'm, I guarantee they've done it here because people have talked about it before. Oh, probably. Um, yeah. I think it's just probably, you know, after COVID everything's just a little bit, not like it was, you know, you're not wrong. And yeah. it was, uh, so we got the elephant ear. Elephant ear is so fucking good. Uh, I, uh, definitely, uh, destroyed it faster than anyone. I was just there just, just just eating it, just eating it, just uh, all of it, just wrapping it up like a big, fat, like, crepe burrito and just consumed <laughs> picture it. picture on the Discord. That's great. It was uh, such a fucking mess. Yeah, look at my face. Yeah, that's a really good picture, actually. I like that picture. I'm going to fucking save that one. Um, you well, need a cowboy hat with the barn behind you. That's perfect, dude. <laughs> I love this, the uh, fact that I'm like looking at Jeff and I'm like, that's also like that. I mean, I'd folded up. I hadn't gone like total. Oh, there's already. Oh, man. If you like zoom in on that, you can already see the big fucking pat of butter that's like yeah. on my Grit City podcast hoodie. <laughs> right right so, above yeah. the Shroom Brothers logo, you can see that big fucking smear. That's <laughs> butter and powdered sugar right there. It just flopped <laughs> on my fucking chest it uh, just rolls off because uh, they put so much uh, butter on there dude it, it just pulls up oh that's a great picture yeah and i didn't even notice it until my wife was like hey uh you might want to like clean yourself up and i'm like oh man i need a bib for this shit and so i'm like they're trying to wipe it off i had to go clean up and like all that stuff but it was so good I'm just That's sitting. The wives are four, though, right? Yes. <laughs> you need to go clean yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> just like that's a constant phrase she could just say, and I could look at myself and be like, "Oh yeah, you're right. I should probably yeah. clean myself up." 
But yeah, so we uh we hit that every like we all got one. So we got so C note got one got an elephant ear, Jeff got an elephant ear, and I did as well. And then the wife bombed on some dole whip, like the pineapple dole whip. Ooh. Oh, that shit's good too, because that's just like pineapple soft serve. Jeff, is that a picture of C note giving the uh, horns? Is that like behind a trash can or something? Uh, I was behind the trash can. He wasn't behind. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, he was he was waiting for his elephant here. Nice. Yeah, just and it was cool because of the spot we were at, there wasn't a huge line. So we just got him pretty quickly and then moved on. And just right. kind of wandered around. Uh while we were eating our uh our elephant ears. Again, Scott, you say like having a wife is an amazing thing because they are also a voice of reason. But I think Jeff even yelled at me on that one. I was like, let's go check out the draft horses because there's the big draft horse barn right next to where we got our elephant ears as I'm eating my elephant ear. And they're just like, dude, you don't want to bring food in with the horses. I'm like, what's the problem? Like, I didn't even give a shit. I was I was already sugared out. That's for damn Uh-oh. sure. And uh, yeah, so we uh, you guys go look at the animals. We did. We uh, there's a little petting zoo area where we got to see a couple little cute baby. Well, we saw a bunch of goats. We saw pygmy goats, but then we also saw baby pygmy goats. Oh shit! Oh, dude, they're itty bitty. It was the most ridiculous thing. I didn't take any pictures of those ones, but I did get a picture of uh, a couple of the goats. You guys uh, try to scare any of them and see if they'd fucking faint? No, you jerk! <laughs> you don't want to do that. Are you <laughs> sure? Have you ever done it? Because it's fucking hilarious. No, actually, I never have. So. I fucking actually that's how neither. I've only seen videos. You're a liar. No, I really haven't. They're like a special breed of goat, and not all goats faint like that. Yeah, I know that. But it yeah. doesn't stop you from yelling at goats all the time. Oh no, I've yelled at goats. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> so yeah, so we the, like there was a little petting zoo area, but I didn't want to pet any of the goats because they're 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 gross. Um Aww. but they're also very cute. So we uh, saw those, we saw the pigs, we saw some donkeys, some miniature donkeys. Or miniature ponies and miniature donkeys. I don't know. There was donkeys and ponies there. Oh, yeah, and got a little bit of you know got a little bit of that. Um, then we got to see the big gourds, which is always that exciting. Would... You know, and it's always weird because you go to the fair and you're like, okay, yeah, it's like most of it. If you don't know, it's like you know, like the 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 future farmers of America or like 4-H or something like that. Like it's like all the things that happen at farms. And even Scott, you made the fucking joke about the fact that your whole uh, your whole youth was just about being at the fair. So yeah, basically, <laughs> because yeah, if you've got farm life, you're like, yeah, this is what happens in farm life. But it's a showcase yeah. for all the city folk to like be like, oh, farms are cool. You're like, yeah, no shit, dude. <laughs> but like, you get to see a lot of really fun stuff on that aspect too, because you get to see. I don't know how big it was this year. It was like an 1,100-pound uh, pumpkin. Right. Oh, I got the pumpkin stats. Let me drop those. Oh, shit. Yeah, Jeff got some pumpkin stats for us because they showed off, you know, the prize-winning pumpkin. But then they had a list of, like, I don't know, the last 20 or 30 years of, like, pumpkin, uh, pumpkin competitions and, and the winners and the weights that they were. And some of them pumpkins are big motherfuckers. You don't realize... I didn't, how big a pumpkin can get, and I don't know, maybe you can, I, if you like read the Guinness Book of World Records or some shit, I don't know. But right. I, I had to ask if anybody else was slightly aroused. You did ask that quite loudly. 
Yeah. There's a lot of people that while he was rubbing pumpkins. You're not, sir. You're not allowed to touch the pumpkins. Clearly stated on many signs. There's no touching of the the pumpkins or the flowers or any of the uh, cucumbers. I remember that. And, uh, or the zucchinis. 1300 pounds. Dude. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, so this went back. So about 15 years, uh, well, 14 years because 2020, they didn't have anything. Go figure. Um, but yeah, so the super pumpkin winners and these are like, yeah, like just a whole bunch of people getting a bunch of them. Like the biggest one out of the super pumpkin winners, the super pumpkin weight was there was an, a, an 1171. So 1,171 pounds from a Rosalind Tobik. And, uh, yeah, most of those are 2021 was not a great year, by the way. It was the biggest one was only 43 pounds. So I don't what think, the fuck? What happened? What did, you know? I, what maybe happened? not a lot they of submissions. Steroids. All right, all right. It's the government getting into people's pumpkin business. That's, That's what's when happening. Usada came in and started testing. Yeah. <laughs> pumpkins. Test, testing pumpkins to start. Yep, fucked it up for everybody. Oh yeah, and the scene. Well, and that was also like that. You had you posted two pictures in the Discord. The one that I remember was the one that went back to 1996, and this was the one. This is so interesting because you can just build your own story out of like the winners. So in 1996, Joel Holland from Puyallup won with an 807 pound pumpkin. And then as you're going and you're watching it, it's like a kind of a back and forth every once in a while. So you got Joel, someone named Lincoln won in 98, then Geneva and then Joel again, and then Geneva, Joel, you're going back and forth. And then it gets into 2005. Oh, that's when Stan jumped in there. Stan, that motherfucker. Stan jumps in from Puyallup with a 1,050-pound a 1, pumpkin. And so he's like, boom. Then Joel comes back the next year. Everybody's like, who's this guy? Yeah. Where did he come from? And so they're just like Joel and then Stan from that point are just basically kind of going back and forth. And then like, there's a couple of other people. They're like the Halbert family. There's a couple of different Halberts there. So like, But there's a, just a couple. Of, and then it goes... Joel, 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 Joel. Some dude named yep. Mark just comes out of nowhere. Joel. You know and then this year, Stan comes mm-hmm. back for the win. So he's on top this year with a 1,166-pound monstrosity. Nice. But see, here's Stan. So <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying there's controversy with the Joel Holland thing that there was rumors that he worshipped the devil, that, that oh. there was sacrifices <laughs> made to have the biggest pumpkin. I'm just saying it was allegedly, all right? I don't have any proof on this. I'm just hearing... Well, rumors. the best part about this, too, in like 2014, Stan comes out with a 1,625.5 pound pumpkin. The next year, Joel wraps it back around. And this is the beginning of a four year win streak for him. He wraps it back around with a 1,621.5 pound pumpkin. Oof, that's the biggest one on the list, right? And it is. Not only, yeah, he beat the other guy by about, I don't know, like 12 pounds from the previous year, but also yeah. it is the record holder out of this whole list like there. Like, this is exciting stuff in the pumpkin world. Right. And even if it's not, it's exciting for me. Right, and I'm just saying, and this is the last year where I think we're going to see nice guys win because, like I said, it's turning more where you can say, "Hey, I think this one needs to be tested." And I, and again, I'm just hearing rumors out there 
this year's pumpkin testing, they found human DNA in the pumpkin. So Whoa. I don't know. I just don't know what's happening. Whoa. But, Usually that only happens uh, when we've got like, you know. I'm uh, just telling. Uh, yeah. It's usually not the gourds that have the human DNA. It's usually the pineapples. No, I fuck a pineapple yeah, so Who was the first guy to break a thousand pounds? It was Stan, huh? Yeah. yeah. I, I, dude, I wonder what that was like when they were weighing that shit. And they're like, oh, it's a thousand pounds. What the fuck? And it was, they're so big. Like, they are so massive. They look like, I don't like, I, they look just like boulders. They're gourd boulders. And I'm just like looking at those, and it's kind of like the the overweight woman from What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Mm. Like, what do you do with that? <laughs> like, okay, that was a bad relate. Eight hundred pound pumpkin, though, dude. Like, do you like, feed fuck. a like feed everyone? Does everyone just get pumpkin guts? Like, do you make a billion pumpkin pies? Like, right. can you imagine oh, roasting not, all those pump, pumpkin seeds? Do you roast those pumpkin seeds, or do you sell those? Is it like a like a like you know like award winning like race animal or like award winning like dog from like Westminster? Are you selling its seeds so people can like grow big ass pumpkins? Is that how it works? I don't know shit about plants, so I don't know about plants either. But like the fair, well, that's what all the animals are there for is to be sold, right? So maybe they do some other shit. Well, not all the animals, but a lot of them. That's what you raise them, you break, take them to the fair, and they get sold. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the fuck to do with pumpkins. I'd like to auction off some time to fucking hit one with a bat, though. I think that's Dude, cool. yeah, a pumpkin yada. Yeah, yeah, did you ever do that in high school where they would bring like, a car in and you could pay money to go hit the car with like a bat or a sledgehammer? No, or that's a great idea. Oh, you guys never had those? I did not. No, oh, Jeff. Man. Yes. Yeah, yes. that was like a, oh, <laughs> Jeff did. I grew up in the fucking Hicks, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was how they raised money for shit all the time. They're like, hey, we got an old cop car. You guys want to hit it? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know one. Oh, I would do that with a pumpkin for sure. I know one fun. person in my life that let her fucking Hummer get fucking destroyed, but it was for like a bit, like for oh, a local radio station in Florida. Like they let, a, let her like let him like sledgehammer her car. Fuck that. Yeah. They like, bought her a I, new one though, right? Uh, fuck, I don't know. She had a lot of money. Yeah, they yeah. had to. But it was but, just like I, I've never thought about that. I mean God, yeah. I mean, that's just what Smash Rooms are. They were just the original yeah. Smash Rooms. Yeah. Dude, it was always fun. And they they would do like um actually they would do this at carnivals and shit. Um Halloween carnivals and stuff. And they would like uh if you want to do the windows, it cost like you know, more like 10 bucks or something. I don't know. I'm making up numbers, you know? Yeah. It was like an extra $2 to, 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 you know, hit the, um, headlights or whatever the fuck, or, or break off like the police siren or whatever the shit. Right. Right. Yeah. Fuck. They were awesome. I love that shit. Oh, you just, right now. you just, you <laughs> just, you just reminded me of it's spooky season right now. So no. you Wait, need, I guess something real scary. Just a sec. Oh, what, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? Drop it in here. This is the most scariest plan I've seen all night where we were walking around. <laughs> yeah, so it was C-Note and Mia's cute little sunflowers. I got to save that one, too. That was a good picture. <laughs> They're adorable. I have to say, we have the best patrons. Like, Dude, everyone yeah! Everyone we've met has been fantastic. We were doing a little tally earlier, and uh, we've, uh, we've, met, we've met Caesar. 
Uh, right. Caesar was one that we like all of us have met. Right. Um, God, I think it was at like uh, I think it was at Cosmic Bottles, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. Like very very beginning in Cosmic Bottles. Like, Hell yeah! Yeah, we all hung out and recorded there. He, I think he recorded with us. Oh, yes. I need an adult. That's right. Bite bite bite. There with Brogan at old Cosmic Bottles. Um, uh, donuts or those cookies. Uh, oh yeah, from Crumble. Crumble. Yeah, those fucking cake cookies man oh god as a diabetic i shouldn't love them as much as i do but here we are um but yeah and then we have met al and uh right. c-note yep. now and so uh like that's pretty amazing like we love meeting uh, our patrons we love meeting people who listen to us uh so also we're not you know we're not afraid to like come out and hang out and party and like do some <laughs> cool stuff so if like Something like, you know, C-Note new you know, fireworks operators. But if you know, like, someone who owns, like, a weed farm or, you know, somebody who owns uh, something cool and wants to, like, well, let us, like, experience it, we'll be more than down to hang out and talk about it. Well, yeah, it doesn't even have to be cool. I think there's some things that are just, you just don't do every day, right? Yes, I love that behind the scenes kind of stuff, right? Totally. Like, uh, that's my favorite part of doing shit, right? I love that blue collar kind of thing. GCP, that nobody else gets to see. GCP BTS. Right. Well, that was all my, all my, most of my uh, current jobs have been working in the AV and, you know, the IT stuff. And yeah, I'm always in a closet or behind or a, <laughs> You're right? a, a hallway. People think like behind the scenes is like super glamorous and it's not. What it is, is it's interesting if you're interested in seeing how shit gets done. Yeah. Like, and I mean, I remember, like, I don't know, because I think everyone has their, like, stoner show. And my big, one of my biggest stoner shows uh, was How It's Made. And it was just be like, oh, here's how we make crayons. Or here's how yep. we make, you know, some sort of food item. Or here's how we make whatever. And it was just some dude, almost ASMR type of voice, talking about how shit gets done. And you get to see that cool behind-the-scenes stuff. And that's, what, like, what we got to see. Like the pictures right. that we got, like we're going to be posting them up on our socials uh, as we're going along. Like we got a lot of them. Jeff is an amazing photographer and made it happen with a lot of stuff. Uh, Thank you. And so we've got a lot of those, including some of the stuff that we posted, like just hanging out at the fair. Uh, but yeah, like the fair was just a great experience. We hung around there for, I don't know what, until about 930. Because on the Friday nights, every Friday night, 10 o'clock, boom, like clockwork. We talked, you know, as we talked with Chad, he told us how he did it. You know, he presses a button, boom, it goes off. So we're sitting back there about 930, a little bit before uh, everything goes down. Everyone's like, oh, he's like, he comes up. He's like, oh, you guys got to stand back here and watch? I'm like, we're like, yeah, yeah, you know, kind of keep it safe or whatever. He's like, well, everyone can stay here, but you, he's pointing at me, you need to come with me. Cause you're going to be w the one to press the button. And so I was like, what? Oh shit. Like I got the honor of that Friday night, September 16th, 2022. So if you were there and I know some people were, because I got a cool video of a person who got a shot from the Ferris wheel as the fireworks are going off. Yeah. That was me who did it. I did it. I pressed the button. Also, I pressed the button, and the shit got scared out of me. Uh, me oh, too. my God. And Jeff got video of that. 
We're going to be posting up that as well on our socials, but it's fucking funny as shit because the laugh I have afterwards is adrenaline, terror, and pure joy. <laughs> because I hit the button and we're like, he's like, ready? And I was like, yeah, I'm ready. Five seconds go down and then it goes off. And we're like, if you look at the picture that Jeff got, we put took in the discord. We're what? Like 50 feet away, maybe? Yeah, we're we're fifty feet. Uh, the yeah, yeah, uh, out out of uh, re- relatively danger, you know. Uh, I heard I heard Jeff that maybe you conquered a fear by going out there with us. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, that wasn't my my favorite thing, but but you know I figured if I was standing behind the professional and and uh, C note uh, assured me he goes hey just stand behind the the lead pyro guy you're safe and I said all right and. Uh, that's fucking Whoa. tight, dude. Like, props to you for coming out, man. Plus, also being behind me, you got a good windshield there if shit goes wrong. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's it. I just made sure I kept my eye on him make, and <laughs> made sure I stood behind you. And, C-Note, uh, C-Note <laughs> is commenting in the chat that uh, a few hours earlier, you were not having it. Yeah, no. Nope, nope. Not my favorite. So, yeah, I got to fucking, I got to press the button, and I'm still smiling like a dipshit right now. Like, it was so cool. And, like, literally, like, you just sit there, you just press a button. I did the countdown, and I hit the button. Like, that's all I did. But it's so cool to watch it go off, and it's because you did it. And, obviously, he has the program set up. You just put a little USB, you know, that has the script in there into his uh, handheld machine. That looks like, it looks like a detonator from a movie. Like, it's so cool. So No, yeah, it it's ridiculous because there's there's things you don't realize by watching you know these these fireworks when the closer you get you know when they pop you hear the sound yeah almost immediately because you're right underneath it and things kind of fall on you sometimes and that's kind of that's kind of <laughs> interesting and and uh the the super cool thing was like they listen for uh when when they when they pop out when they shoot out they listen for the sound they make and they could tell if something went wrong or not just by the sound of those those, those things Dude, popping out yeah cuz there was one that was uh like a short uh a short launch or a short smack or a short uh shorty low break low break thank you c note there was it was he called, you were so close <laughs> i was like i was like i know it was something a point break low break i don't know but yeah so it was a low break and it was Chad was like, oh, low break. And I was like, before I had a chance to say what, it popped. Uh, like, one popped a little bit lower than all the others. And it wasn't too bad. But he knew by the sound of it going out of the tube. That was, and wow. it was just like, oh, low break. He knew before it went off. Like, this guy, like he said, 27 years of experience. He knew what was up. He told us some stories that we got to get him on, like, and, like, just to, like, just lay it out like he did at some point, too. I don't know. It was fun just to be able to talk with him a little bit and just like see like all the like uh, how it all works. But it was it was really cool just to see a person working and understanding it all as it was going along. And C Note offered us to like, hey, if you want to go to more stuff, and I'm way down for doing more stuff as well because it was it was cool. Like he treated us like celebrities, but also like I just revere the work he does with all of this. Like it's so fucking cool. Right, and, and kind of the thing, nobody knows who, yeah, I mean, the people there know who he is, but all the people at the fair, like, he could walk right through the middle of the fair and nobody knows who he is. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But, but every one of them 
you know, hung around and waited for his show last night. To me, that's really cool, man. Well, that brings up a point, too. Make sure you guys, when you're at a show, you clap and cheer as loud as you can, especially afterwards, because they hear it. And he he said, that's why we do it. You hear that? That's why we do it. I I had never thought about it. You you said that earlier, Jeff, and I had never thought about that, right? Um, Because the fireworks seem so far away that you just don't. In my brain, I'm like, I've never thought that, oh, there's someone like right there listening to see if you enjoy it, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. from now on, dude, I'm I'm going to cheer more, right? Cool, man, cool. Yeah. Right, yeah. Like, it's and it was neat. it was really neat, too, because it was in like a parking lot that they section off right behind uh, like the kids area called Sillyville. So there's just like a huge like setup of like tables and, and stuff, kind of like an open area. Um, and that was just filled with, you know, all the people who actually wanted to go and watch it, the whole thing. And it was like the afterwards of them just cheering. It was like, that's neat. That's fucking cool. That's really cool. Like people are paying attention to it. People are watching it on the Ferris wheels or on that weird little gondola that goes across or while they're trying not to puke on like the kamikaze or some shit. But yeah, props and go to the fair if you haven't gone to the fair. I mean. The fair's the fair. If you're not down for rides, it might not be fun. If you're not down for food, it might not be fun. But you can always buy shit. <laughs> you can always right. spend your money. Fuck. <laughs> hey, I bought a really cool metal artwork of uh, uh, somebody uh, like welded a Seattle Kraken anchor logo. Ooh, cool. And, oh, yeah. So we were walking by, and I was thinking, I was like, I'm not going to buy anything. I'm not going to go into the big pavilion where they just try to sell you. Well, they do have the really good... Um, uh, super spicy garlic like mustards and shit, mm-hmm. but like you have to like navigate the people trying to sell you sell you like spas and uh in home saunas and hot tubs and beds and massage chairs. But as we were walking past that, it was a whole like setup of like all the different welding. Like people do like welding like Seahawks logos or like a Sasquatch or like Mount Rainier or something like that. And I saw the Kraken one and I was like, oh shit. And actually, it was a pretty decent price. So I was like, fuck, okay, I have to buy it. And then Michelle was like, how much did that cost? And I was like, yeah, it was only like 45 bucks. She's like, yep, that's worth it. I'm like, yep. It's like, this is going perfect in the home bar. So I picked that one up. All right. That's awesome, dude. Some of that metal art is really cool. Dude, yeah. Like, that's, again, it's another, like, looking at it. And even when uh, Chad was talking about the fireworks stuff, it's super beautiful and it's still an art. But there's a lot of grunt work that goes into it. It's like the same thing with the welding stuff. Like you've got, it's like a blue collar art job. It's like the dude who like chainsaws like bears out of like tree trunks. Like you're using like really cool equipment to make something amazing and using that for your art. I, I like, I, I mad, I have mad respect for that. Yeah, me too, man. I don't know what it would be like to have talent. <laughs> <laughs> you've got talent. Not, no, I don't. I don't know. I don't, I, I, I'll be honest. I don't want to see you with a chainsaw. Uh, I don't want to see me with the chainsaw either. Fuck that. <laughs> Like, a lot of that shit, like, scares the fuck out of me, I'll be honest. Uh, like, we have a couple of power tools, and we got, like, a table saw at the house. But it's still stressful when we use it. Yeah, dude, you, you got to be careful with that shit. It should be a little bit stressful. Yeah. I wasn't, like, a big, uh, I, like, I did metal shop and I did wood shop. But after I launched something off the lathe once, I kind of, like, didn't do a whole lot more after that. 
Uh, the last time I trimmed the bushes with their electronic or our electric uh, wheat bush trimmer, I cut the cord. <laughs> Jesus, Jeff. <laughs> right. I was on a, a aluminum ladder about about ten feet in the air. Too, Jeez, so dude. Was... Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I want to give a shout out. We're gonna get them on very soon, but. Uh, we talked about it last week. Um, the Peterson brothers and Isaac Olson. Uh, Isaac, whom we know from the uh, awesome uh, movies uh, such as Strictly Sacred, which was about girl trouble, and Semi-Iconic, which was about the former Seattle DJ Dick Rossetti. Uh, and then most recently, Walk Don't Run, the story of the Ventures, whom we had on the podcast to talk about that. Uh, they have launched a new Kickstarter. And this is one I think that's near and dear, not only for us because of the subject matter, but also the fact that it's just about beer. And it is Rainier, a beer odyssey. Uh, according to their Kickstarter, they want us to help them restore hours and hours of classic Rainier beer TV ads and outtakes to make a landmark feature-length independent documentary. So if you didn't know, this is absolutely about the ad campaigns of Rainier Beer from, I think, 1974 to 1987. So this is shit like the motorcycle going Rainier Beer and the, uh, the, the, the beer bottles with legs that look like cattle roaming around. Dude, I had forgotten all about that one until we were talking about it. Um you know in the past and then i saw pictures and i went holy shit i remember that commercial as a kid right yeah because you're changing the fucking channel for your dad yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly so yeah so it was like as i posted in the discord you can kind of see that whole thing and i mean even if you've recently been on uh uh gosh like just watching uh, music videos allison chains recently did one for uh one of their newer songs where it was kind of a parody of that because they were beer bottles with legs running around the forest as they were going around there. So this stuff has been iconic, like seen around the world. Uh, and they've got a whole bunch of these different ad campaigns. They've got uh, commercial stuff from when Mickey Rooney was selling uh, Rainier beer in 1977. And they want to restore all these old things. So, we're going to have them on talking about it, but the Kickstarter is live right now. So you can go and you go to Kickstarter and just look for Rainier Beer Movie. Um, but we also are posting it in our socials, and we threw it into our shout-outs on our Discord channel. So if you join our Discord, you can go right to there and click on that, and you got to back it. And you have to back this because you have no choice. Uh, this is about beer. It's about Tacoma. It's about the Northwest. Uh, so you have to do it. Yeah, anybody that has a Rainier uh, DR tattoo on your body anywhere, you're gonna have to do that. <laughs> right? Or or even the hat, man. Like how many people have a Tacoma Rainier's hat? Right? Yeah. You got a T-shirt. You got a hat. You got a donate. Well, and that is like the Tacoma Rainiers. Their R logo is the R logo. Like they have that. And the strangest thing about that R logo, like staring at it. First off, it does look like a beer bottle running. But also, it's like 
it's hard to tell where the R is. I've like always looked at it as like a backwards R. It's such an iconic thing. I'm like, I know that's an R, but I still can't see it as an R if I'm like looking at it. Um, but they got a bunch of different tiers. I pledged for the $60 or more tier immediately because much like with Walk Don't Run, uh, you get a t-shirt. So you get an original movie logo t-shirt designed by Art Chantry, who if you don't know who he is, he's a Tacoma mainstay. And so I get all the other stuff, but I wanted to get that t-shirt because I got the one for the ventures and I love that t-shirt and it's amazing. And it makes me feel like I've got some, uh, some cred because I'm like, look at me, I'm wearing a venture shirt. You know where the ventures are from? Tacoma. Duh. I love it. I love it. So that's where I'm at with that. Um, but yeah, we were able to talk with Puck. We were even able to talk. Remember back when we talked with uh, Mr. Wilson, Mr. Wilson, right. about the other doc. But I was stoked because we were had just talked with Isaac and I was it Justin? Yeah, Isaac and Justin uh, to talk about Walk Don't Run for their Kickstarter. And coming out this next month is the Walk Don't Run. The I think maybe the premiere viewing of this uh, at opening night of the Tacoma Film Festival, yep. Thursday, October 6th at the Grand Cinema. They've got a couple of showings. Uh, it might already be sold out, so I need to check that out as well. But it is opening the Tacoma Film Festival is the hometown preview of Walk, Don't Run, the Story of the Ventures. Isaac Olson's new doc on the most popular rockers to ever hail from Tacoma. And uh, that'll be going on, uh, as I said, Thursday night for the Tacoma Film Festival. Lots of special events and stuff going on with that. If you want more information on that, go to TacomaFilmFestival.com. And uh, you can see all that as well. So uh, props to them on that. I think I'm going to try to get tickets for that. And uh, go see that because uh, I loved his other ones. Uh, I thought Strictly Sacred was amazing. And yeah. I really liked the uh, the Dick Rossetti story because it's almost like a parody of a uh, biopic. Right. Yeah, it was pretty good. And uh, he was nice enough to uh, let us uh, hang out with that stuff. Damn. Yeah, what... I think that'd be a fun night, man. Going and, and watching the premiere and just kind of hanging out. I think it'd be a good one. And then we can be like... Remember when you were on our podcast, when this was just, a, the, when this whole movie was just a twinkle in your eye and you had never thought about actually making it a reality and then you did it and it was awesome. And then they'd be like, who are you again? I know, right? <laughs> but yeah. Hey, so, don't tase me, bro. <laughs> uh, we're hopefully going to be getting them on soon to talk about that and throw it out there. But like, if you're listening to this and it's uh, uh maybe it's already in October, check out the Kickstarter because it might uh it might be getting closer to the uh finale. It's still got something like as of this recording, like 38 days, but when you're listening to it it'll be about maybe 35 if you're one of those first-time adopters. And if you're listening to this in like year 2023 or some shit, uh sorry, but maybe the movie you will be out very watch soon. Watch it on Netflix at that time. <laughs> Or at least Amazon Prime. Everything goes on Amazon Prime, doesn't it? I think so, yeah. Right. Uh, speaking of movies, I ca- I'm still watching werewolf movies. What? Yeah! You haven't went through them all yet? Uh, dude, no, there's so many. Like, I feel, I still feel like I need to do, like, like a whole, like, film day for, like, all the underworld films, because there's, like, eight of them. 
and just be like, all right, I'm going to start the movies at like noon. If anyone wants to come over and hang out and party, I'm just going to be watching like movies until the end of time. So that might help me get through some of those. No, I ended up watching a couple of them though. And the big one for me was, uh, we ended up watching first off. There's this one that was called wolf. If you're bored, uh, apparently your movie is just going to be called wolf. And this one was, this one was weird because it was on HBO Max, and it's not really. It really wasn't a werewolf movie. It was about a young man who believes he's a wolf living in the body of a human, and he's sent to a clinic where he meets a woman who thinks that she's a wildcat. Uh, and like, it's Is weird. It killer? Uh, no. But it's about these kids who are basically sent to like a psychiatric hospital because they the all of these kids think that they're a different animal. There's one an, there's one girl who thinks that she's like a parrot, and one guy who thinks he's a a squirrel. Are they just isn't that just like furries now? Well, they don't dress up. It just feels oh. it's it's like they uh-huh. they identify. It's not even. It's not even. It's, they don't even go as far as no. furries. But when was this made? Uh, this year. Or it was released this year. Well, I had this guy on the bus just the other day told me he was a bear, and I didn't quite understand what that meant. Oh, I think that's something. (laughs) I think that's something a little different there. But maybe not. Maybe he thought he was big and hairy on the inside. Um, Right. Anyway, that movie was very strange. It wasn't necessarily a werewolf movie, but he thought he was a wolf. And some of his movements, when he was kind of in like wolf mode. Like it looked like because he would walk on all fours with like his like fingers like pulled back and like, but it was not like on your hands and knees, but it was like back on his like, like his feet. Like he was still using all of his like his feet and hands and stuff. But watching him move like that, he studied like the actors studied wolves and it was pretty cool. Um, but barely like a werewolf movie. But I mean, I still watched it because I thought it would might be something like that. So I still count it. Um, Real quick, yeah. just, you can spoil it. Um, I don't care. But was he a wolf? Did he turn into anything at all? No, there was no like turning into stuff. But he did well, like I, I don't want to hear about any of this. Yeah, matter. like and that was the thing. But he <laughs> still thought he was a wolf. <laughs> um, I was just hoping at the end, right? Like yeah. maybe there was a twist and he turned into a wolf and ran off or something. I'd be like, he did, okay, maybe. I'll well, he did it. run off, but and he thought he was a wolf and he went out to be a wolf, but he wasn't actually hairy. So they just found him dead a week later. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know how that all worked. Don't ruin it afterwards. But then we, uh, after that, so we're like, all right, that's an interesting. So w- then I went to actual werewolf movies. So we did the back-to-back of the Wolfman. So okay. we did the 1941 Wolfman, and then we did the 2010 Wolfman. So the old Wolfman 1941 was Lon Chaney Jr. as the Wolfman. And first off, it's really short. It's like 70 minutes long. Wow. And the 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 makeup and stuff, still amazing. Still great. Gets right. That's the one where it looks like they put clay on his face, right? Dude, yeah. Like it's, it's just so thick. Oh, it's super thick. And the hair is just so like, yeah. Like, yeah. but it's but it's good. And it's like, even like, I gotta give him props because even to make it look like he's got like haunches for his hind legs, he like walked on his tippy toes. 
like ba- not ballerina style, but just like on the on the front palms, so it looked like he had like the extra, and they made it look like his like his whole foot was like actually like a wolf. They, they tried to get close to it, you know. And so that was cool. The one thing that stuck with me on that movie was that Lon Chaney Jr. was six foot two. So according to the carrot at the Puyallup Fair, only two inches taller than me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got pictures of that, too. And uh, but he like literally like towered above everybody. Like right. every other Hollywood actor apparently is like five foot five in 1940. <laughs> Because he was a monster, like, he was, like, overwhelmingly larger than everybody else. Like, there was a couple of shots where I'm like, that other dude is totally standing on a box. Or they're using, like, perspective to make it not look like he's as big. It was, it was, it was just the one thing that stuck with me through the whole thing. Overall, very good movie. I would put that at my, still my, like, a number two uh, out of all the movies I've seen so far. Solid number two. I would put... And I, I and I would put it at number one, but American Werewolf in London will always be number one. Sorry, like there's got to be something amazing for that not to happen. Uh, and then we went and we watched the, like I said, the 2010 Wolfman, which was Anthony Hopkins, Benicio del Toro, Emily Blunt, and for the first half of the movie, it really kind of does follow the original, but the original was only 70 minutes. And they needed it to make it a little bit longer, you know, because movies. And so they go after they kind of get through the first part of the story of like the Wolfman. They hit fucking Hollywood on that shit, man. There's like stuff blowing up. There's like just an amazing amount of action. The gore is just up and over the top. We've got like full scenes of like just pandemonium and like Roma encampments, just people getting eviscerated, getting blown up. Like that was one of the things in Wolfman and a lot of the movies, like even American Werewolf in London, where there's a slight, like they talk about the possibility of it just being like a mental disorder where you just think you're a wolf, which is why the wolf 2022 movie still kind of worked. But then like, you don't know whether or not, he's an actual like werewolf, but he's still doing this stuff because he believes that. And it's like, you know, power of the mind shit or whatever. So you, so you like that? The psychological. Yeah. Of the wolf yeah. Movies. Okay. But that's fair. when you do movies, like when you Hollywood it like that, in some of the lower movies I have, like American Werewolf in Paris is like one of the worst movies. And it really hit right. leans into this. And even this Wolfman does it as well, is that they lean towards, Oh no, we're going to have a big scene where everybody sees the werewolf being the werewolf and ripping people and all of this shit. So it gets to the point where you're like, yeah, it could have been like a mental disorder disease. But when you do that and you have like multiple confirmations of people seeing the werewolf and like surviving and stuff like that, then it is like, okay, well that's thrown out the window. So then it's a little less fun, but by and large, like I wasn't mad about the Hollywoodification of it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was really neat to see the gore and the werewolf didn't look half bad. Like when he was in wolf mode, they really leaned in on the original, uh, the original, uh, makeup and it was just updated, you know, from 60, you know, 60 extra years later. Yeah. 70 years later, 70 years later, my math sucks, but yeah, so I still liked it. Uh, it was still, 
It's still in kind of the, the bottom half of uh, all the movies I've seen so far. And even like, it's even lower than a uh, uh, one I watched called Cursed, which is kind of like werewolf movies uh, or like the scream of werewolf movies. <laughs> so it was made in 2005. And the people you see in it are like, you're like, oh shit, like it's chock full of like actors you know. But it's kind of that sarcastic take on like werewolf and werewolf lore. But the gore was still there and it was still pretty fucking funny. So I actually have that in my top half of uh, werewolf movies I have seen so far. Are you writing these down? Are we going to yeah. do the, like a comprehensive list when you're done? Of oh, the best werewolf yeah, movies? I have. I have the rankings done so far. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven werewolf movies I've seen so far. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, American Werewolf in London was number one for me. Uh, 1941 Wolfman, number two. Ginger Snaps, the Canadian one about the uh, the girls. Uh, right. Number three, very, very good one. Wolf Cop, another absolutely 100% ridiculous Canadian movie. Amazing. Oh, you said cop. Dude, it's, <laughs> it's Wolf Cop. He's a wolf, wolf who's yeah. a cop. Wolf Cop. Yeah. 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 Werewolf yeah. Cop. Oh, I, I was you. thinking, the, yeah, the other one, you don't want to look that oh, one up. Oh, shit, no. <laughs> No, no, safe search on everybody. Wolf cop. I'll pop my peas there on that one. Uh, cursed. Uh, cursed actually got higher than Teen Wolf. That's a bit of a uh, uh, a bit of a uh, maybe uh, something that uh, uh, people might be pissed off about. We'll find out. But I did put it right above Teen Wolf. After that, it was the 2010 Wolfman. Uh, then the 2022 Wolf, which I don't know if that is actually a wolf movie or not, but I'm saying fine. Uh, Alpha Wolf is below that. That was the one with Casper Van Dien. Uh, then the 2019 Wolf, which was the one about the Roman soldiers. It was just boring as fuck. And then American Werewolf in Paris, which has set the bar so low, I do not believe a movie can beat it. But I still have something like, I don't know, 50 movies at this point to still go through. There's a lot of them. <laughs> but yeah, and there's still a couple I really need to watch. I just... I'm kind of like going back and forth and having to pay for them because I know Brotherhood of the Wolf is the one I want to watch. Dog Soldiers and Silver Bullet are like the next three I really want to watch. Right. But like, I don't know. I remember yeah. Silver Bullet from um, as a kid and I remember yeah. it scared me. It scared me a lot as a kid. It's a fucking good one. So if it, there, I would say, yeah, it's right up there with the American Werewolf for different reasons. But yeah, it's a very well put together scary fucking movie. They keep they keep you guessing. It has fucking Corey Feldman or Corey Haynes in it. Which one of one? the Corys. One of the Corys in a in a motorized wheelchair. Oh, I, I, whoa, yeah, yeah. And I mean motorized, like he drives it on the road. It has this oh, part, shit. It's part, <laughs> this part bike, part motor, uh, part wheelchair. Oh, that's so funny. you got a handicapped kid fighting a fucking werewolf. I mean, come on. <laughs> I know. I I I, I remember. I don't know the correct term. <laughs> I remember. Uh, I remember reading that book. I never did watch the movie though. So that'll be fun I to watch. I feel like after all these movies, dude, you should be well prepared to write your own. Ooh, yeah. God, who do I know that that makes movies? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we know one person for sure, Mr. Ken Carlson. Yeah, yep. dude. We know a ton of people that we know a lot of movie. people who. Yeah, I know, but we're not making a documentary, so I don't want to get Isaac Olsen involved in it. 
do we got the the robot guy the guy that made the robot movies oh shit Seattle. you're right <laughs> we actually have had a, a fair amount of filmmakers on this yeah i already had an idea with ken carlson about a horror movie i need to bounce off of him anyway was about the fucking i we talked about this but the very aggressive uh gerbils they tried to remove the aggression from the gerbils and they turned them more aggressive and also into pack hunters see yeah dude that you're i feel like you're moving right into werewolf territory oh, with that, that storyline already it's spooky right. season man i'm in for all that shit like we need It'll to go to like a, a were gerbil is that where we're going yeah. i don't want to be a, oh fucking were gerbil jesus christ <laughs> oh, that was like be the what is it king of the rats you're gonna be the gerbil king oh the rat king yeah you could just be the gerbil king watch out richard gear we're coming for you <laughs> allegedly okay. that was inappropriate i think <laughs> <laughs> that was like one of the cool things about alpha wolf like it's so low on the list and the only thing that redeemed it was the fact that uh the dog bit the guy like a dog bit the guy who was infected by werewolfism so when the moon like did its flippy flip he turned into a human but they only use like dog sounds for him <laughs> so whenever like they would be like oh what's the wrong bobby he's, he's like he's like dog whines like but like actual like overdubbed like he wasn't making the noises it was it like that twist was the only cool part about the movie it's weird it was it was really weird but i was really stoned and it was perfect i was like if they're doing this this is fucking amazing and then they did it and i'm like oh this is so cool so anyway that's my werewolf stuff that's what i'm doing for spooky season uh i still think that uh, we should go. How do you guys feel about like haunted corn mazes and like the haunted houses and that shit? Yeah, yeah. we got we got some good ones. I think we we have a plethora of cool. Oh, we do. Um, yeah. Well, I remember. I mean, I remember back in the day when the radio stations would have their haunted houses, and it was always kind of entertaining, like the Cube ninety three haunted house, and going to that and being like, okay, yeah, this is kind of fun, whatever. And then going to like, I know I've been to Stalker Farms up in uh, 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 fucking Snohomish. And I know down here in Buckley, we got Maris Farms. That's the one we should go to. Um, And that shit, that's just terrifying now. Like they up the game. And there's, I know like Nightmare at Beaver Creek as well or Beaver Lake. Right. I always see them at Crypticon. Like we've got a plethora of them. I feel that we need to go with all of us and hang out and party, and eat some fucking corn, and drink some cider, and then get the shit scared out of us in a corn maze. Yeah, my I, I forgot my kids, uh, my kids, my grandkids made a horror movie. What? Uh, a yeah, werewolf? I, 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 you, why didn't you tell me about this? I gotta put it on the list, and I bet you it's better than American <laughs> Werewolf in Paris. Fuck. It's got action. It's just... <laughs> like, action, or like, action? action well i don't know action there's they they move well i'm like when when you're talking about action jeff uh, right i'm just yeah, I'm, no, I'm, not with the grandkids yeah it's just oh. straight man. It's just, <laughs> all, just all straight up fair enough fair I, enough so i'm gonna check that one out now too that's fucking tight yeah, it's a quick one it's just a, well it's just a trailer to be honest so. that's cool i'm still down shit send me all, all right. your stuff we gotta do the spooky season stuff i don't all know right. if i want to do like a full-on halloween party at the house uh i don't know with like all the shit going down like in real life but i do want to go to like the uh the old farms and shit they've upped those games too because not only do you get 
you know, the shit scared out of you in a corn maze. But a lot of them now, I don't know, they used to have them. I don't know if they still do it, but you could paintball people. They would be having like like zombie hunts. I know up at Stalker Farms, they would load you up into a uh, like a modified school bus, like Mad Max style. They had all yep. these paintball guns like like set up. So they would just drive you through a field, and these people who were very heavily padded, uh, looking like big ass zombies, would charge at the thing. And you just they gave you like a bucket with a hundred paintballs, and they're like, "Go nuts!" And you just like, I mean, if you did it like me, you kind of finished a little early. <laughs> because you're just just destroying like the first poor soul like the first guy like that's got to be like the newbie spot because those people you know like a bus full of people are just unloading on the very first like zombie that they see that they can blow away we had um at one point i think uh the, the guy who did freehouse square oh yeah um, yeah i think we had him on and he talked about that but um the best he talked about a ride they had that was a uh, a coffin, and you got in it, and it moved, and it sounded, and it and it did smells and everything like you were being buried alive. Oh shit! Yeah, I, like it, it jiggled. <laughs> he said it smelled like dirt. It sounded like people were throwing like dirt on top of the coffin and everything. Fuck that! <laughs> Jesus, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get that. Ah, see, like right now, thinking about it, no. But, like, right. if I'm there and I'm like, oh, this is fucking cool. Like, I didn't think I would want to shoot a fucking firework. That's a lie. I fucking would have done that anyway. I'd probably yeah. get into a coffin experience that, you know. <laughs> like, no good stories come from me saying, oh, I don't want to do that. That's right. true. And then I went home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So, I feel like we need to figure something out like that. Yeah, I also put up, we were talking about goats and petting goats and stuff like that. I made a video with a bunch of goats. A what? You can take you can take that for what that sounds like. I guess <laughs> we, uh, we we made we we made a we, we made made a video. And we used uh, goats as as a uh, as props and stuff. A That's... music video. I should say a music video. I don't know if that makes it any better. Or not. Yeah, you made it kind of weird there, buddy. <laughs> oh yeah, look at that. Let's make a video, and you got all them goats. I feel like goats aren't really easy to control for that sort of thing either. They work for Peb. Uh, pellets they go where the pellets are so that so kinda oh fair enough if you know how to train them i guess right fucking hey that's awesome this video also got me a mention i got a, a, a motorhead poster and a guitar pick and a, and a t-shirt for uh make making this video that's tight right i'm in the i'm in the the official video credit yeah they use clips from this video to make their video yeah <laughs> that's awesome shit dude i don't know for yeah just random randomness <laughs> uh i know towards the uh towards the halloween season we're gonna be at the grit city comic show doing it live and in charge uh the 22nd of october with our good buddy like we said ken carlson who i think very soon the kickstarter for uh, Hellbound Slant 6, the last issue, number four, will be live. Uh, so we'll talk with him probably about that to hopefully hype up the stuff. And then we can pitch him our dumbass movie ideas or our amazing movie ideas. <laughs> uh, I'm in, right. dude. I think we should make a werewolf movie. I'm we know pyro people, too. So come on. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that's the thing, too. We got to get, we got to get Ken mixed up with the pyro people. So now he's got pyro people. For fucking movies. 
We're right. gonna up this game, man. We know people. And we're gonna connect people. Oh man, this is just trouble. Just trouble brewing. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because that's our life. That's what we do, right? We fuck shit up. Right. But you know what? We were on our best behavior. We don't. We, we don't want to scare people. We were very because we we knew what we were getting into. There's oh, like yeah. pyrotechnics and stuff. So we were definitely on our best behavior when it went around. Uh... Yeah, and I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been fine. You're always behaved when you need to be. Right. Try. And then when right. you're not, then you just go uh, ape shit. Right. Then we went out, ate a bunch of sugar, and ran ran around. And, and... dude, yeah, like. I, I should have had more meat. Like, all we had was the elephant ear. But it if was. I getting... had a dollar for every time I heard that. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. We, yeah, I really should have ate more. Like, I was looking at the turkey legs, and I've already had a turkey leg at a state fair. And you think it'll be a fun idea until you realize you're carrying around a giant fucking hunk of meat mm. that's the sloppiest fucking thing. And you're like, I don't know. If you don't, you don't necessarily maybe don't realize how big an actual turkey leg is. Until you're holding it and trying to carry it around a fucking fair. Until you try to smuggle one anally. Whoa! Canadian borders. That's Whoa. when you know how big a turkey leg is. Dude, I'm never doing that again. I think never. you can just take a turkey leg over the border, guys. <laughs> I don't think you ever needed to actually do that. I have to say, um, I've never eaten one at a fair, but uh, we we have. I have been to Vegas to um, the Excalibur to the, oh, the show. Oh, yeah. And and having a big giant turkey leg there is fantastic. <laughs> a big mug of beer and a turkey leg, and you watch like guys fight with swords. It's fucking right. come on, man. I know. Like I love and all that. Sta- I love all that stage show shit. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, I mean, I guess that's why I like all of that. No, I want a turkey leg. God damn it. <laughs> we used to get ours to go at, at Dis- Disney World uh, when we when we go. We'd make sure that it would be the last thing we got because again, you're just sitting there for the rest of the day trying to gnaw on this salty bone. Wow, that's a name for a band. <laughs> salty bone. Salty, salty bone. bone. Oh my god, a werewolf band. Are we in? Let's do it. Oh, we could do a werewolf band. I think we should do it. Isn't that just guar? No, they're more than that. They're they're a more intergalactic <laughs> horror band. Horror or whore? Uh, horror, horror, horror band. Horror. Oh my god. I know, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good time for us to finish this podcast. But seriously, thank you guys, everyone, for listening. Uh, see us in live and in 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 the person in the flesh. Uh, all our hairy goodness at Grit City Comic Show. You can go to gritcitycomicshow.com to get information on all of that, but it's October 22nd. We're going to have special T-shirts that you can only get at that show. Well, you can start getting at that show, and then if they don't sell, then we'll probably sell them somewhere else. But you can get them there first. You can get amazing new stickers. And you can come see us, and you can give us, you can give people some bad advice because we will have a bad advice station. We'll have a recorder, <laughs> and you can get a free sticker by just giving some bad life advice based on some topics that we will have present. Like, I don't know, maybe marriage, having kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm Everything you just said, I'm excited about. I'm excited about all of it as well. So thank you guys all for listening. Keep track of us on all the socials. We got all those Instagrams and all them. Uh, we don't have a TikToks, but we do have a Facebooks and uh, we do have a Twitters. And uh, all them, 
and talk to us, but you can also get a hold of us on the old Discord or just listen to our episodes. Like, share, like, subscribe, all those things. Give us some five-star reviews on whichever things you do because that helps our fragile, fragile ego. Well, at least mine. And uh, you can find all that at gridcitypodcast.com. And seriously, thank you guys for listening and stay gritty. You've been listening to the Grid City Podcast. Check them out at gritcitypodcast.com. Yeah.